Take two with uh, the first Lions podcast, Talking Lions, whatever we call this thing, Carlos, of the summer. Dave Burkett, Detroit Free Press, along with Carlos Menares, doing this virtually from our homes uh, across the state of Michigan, this lovely state. And uh, look, we, we tried this uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, I know this is being recorded by the time people see it, but um, internet, those pesky internet issues got us. But we're going to knock this out because... Carlos, I think it's important for us to still talk with the fans here uh, during the pandemic. We will be out at Lions practice starting next week. Um, before we do that, this is the first time we've really seen each other since this whole thing began. How, how's everything going for you? Family healthy, safe, everyone doing good? Everyone's good. Yes, thankfully, everyone's uh, a little bored, but we're all, we're all safe and healthy. How about you? Same thing. Uh, you know, I think the kids are, uh, if they go back to school, they are ready to go back to school. It's been a long time. Uh, you know, they, they would like to see their friends and have some of that structure, I think, rather than have me help them along with, with some of their, their school activities. But uh, other than that, everyone's good. So, so no complaint here. So, and I'm sure they're anxious for me to get out of the house because this is normally the time that we do when we're down in Allen Park every day for training camp. However, have not been here the first week and a half or so of training camp. We will be down there next Monday. Um, and Carlos, let's just, you know, a couple real quick things here. Uh, once we get out on the field, padded practices start Monday. What uh, what will you be looking for? Uh, the two main things are the the top rookies that they picked um, in the draft. Jeff Okuda, number three overall pick at cornerback. Um, want to see how he looks. Super intense guy. I, if there's one guy who's probably itching to get out there and play and show what he can do and learn and get better, it's Okuda. Um, and then DeAndre Swift, the running back who, you know, that's the one, the big camp battle that everybody's going to be watching. Now you're absolutely right. I think both those guys are going to play. They're probably going to, you know, split the workload to a, a large extent, but just to see where DeAndre Swift is, when you take a running back that high in the draft, 35th overall, uh, you know, I think everyone, um, and, and someone that, that, you know, roundly was thought of as one of the top running backs in the draft. I, I think everyone from a fan perspective, from a media perspective, wants to see what he can do when he gets on the field. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to watch him. Uh, you mentioned the camp battles. Obviously, the right guard spot is the one on the offense that's really up for grabs. I mean, both those running backs are going to play, but we don't know who's going to be starting at right guard. Jonah Jackson, their third round pick, certainly has a, an opportunity to win the starting job. Um, Lions traded up to get him in the draft for a reason. But, you know, given some of the constraints of the offseason, we'll, we'll see how quickly he can um, how quickly he can learn the offense. Uh, Kenny Wiggins, of course, Odea Boucher, a couple journeyman types returning, and they could be in the mix there as well. Um, look, Matthew Stafford, I think he's going to be a focus here when we get out on the field too. I, I don't have any doubts about you know that talent and wh what he's going to do when he's out there. It's just a matter of, of if he can stay healthy because missed eight games last year with a back injury, obviously played through a back injury the season before. Um, what concerns, if any, do you have about Stafford this fall? Yeah, I think that um, a lot, you know, like he's he's healthy supposedly right now. He says everything is fine, but he's coming off two serious back injuries. You know, he's 32. You don't tend to get healthier as you get older. So um, now would, I would take the under on whether he plays 16 games. Um, you know, and I, I think it's time for a Tom Brady, like, get rid of that ball. You know, you make a decision quick, whatever. It's all great. We all love to see those 40-yard deep throws that he can make and whatever, but it's like, you know what? Safer living is better living. Um, he's the, the, the most important thing. And I think Chase Daniels, you know, a credible backup. I think it's not 
as bad as, you know, as they've ignored the position in the past, but they need to really make Stafford an emphasis on your, your, your health, your safety, be careful. The longer you're upright, the better chance we have. Um, so, but I, I do have concerns, you know, that first big hit, let's, let's see what happens if he's able to, you know, to withstand that. How about you? No, I, I mean, I think you're right as the season goes forward. And I think right now, look, I think we all agree, and Stafford has said, the Lions have said, you know, he, he's in a good spot right now. He's healthy. Uh, the back injury did not require surgery, so it was just a matter of rest. He's to a point now where he usually is coming into camp, right, where where he's feeling pretty good and, and you know, there's high expectations for him. But, um, look, anytime you're 32 years old and you're in your 12th season and you're, you're coming off a couple years with, with back injuries, I think it's always a concern. You know, I think you always just have to be um, careful, as you said, about – uh, you know, making sure the protection is there, making sure that you don't take some of the unnecessary hits. Uh, you said you take the under. I mean, we all know that hasn't been a great bet with Stafford here the last, you know, 10 or so years. Obviously, early in his career, he had the, the injuries, um, went a really long stretch of being one of the NFL's top Ironmen. And um, I, I think they were right to, to fortify that backup position by signing Chase Daniel. But the truth is they're only going to go as far as Stafford takes them again. Yeah, I, I think that they're, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, we don't know the medicals, right? And, and the whole thing of it didn't require surgery. Well, it did not require surgery because he chose not to have surgery. You know, this is a big year for him. You know, they've got a big, um, he's got a big uh, bonus coming up, right? In the offseason, whatever, $10 million or so, um, roster bonus. Um, this is kind of, in a way, a little bit of a make-or-break-it year. If he'd elected to have surgery and missed most of the season, back surgery and didn't play this, you know, so he kind of had to play this year. So we'll never know whether he really didn't need surgery or he just opted to not have it and go for, you know, therapy or whatever. Um, so, but I would imagine, you know, he's, he's, he's a tough guy and, you know, usually that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing because you think you're too tough. You know, you're invincible sometimes. And we've seen him lower his shoulder and take out, you know, a safety or something or a cornerback. I like that that about him. We all like that about him. Well, we like that about him, except that he's going to lose those battles. If he, you know, don't forget the the old, I mean, Tony Dorsett used to tell Earl Campbell, you know, like, listen, it's awesome that you're doing that, but you're doing that 20 times a game, 30 times a game. The, corner, the, the defensive backs are doing that two or three times a game. So the odds are not in your favor when you do that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I hope that he's smarter about it. I hope they really ingrain it in him. As you know about Calvin Johnson, they tried for years to tell him, don't practice at full go, full tilt and practice. Don't dive for balls. We know you're going to make those catches in the games. Save yourself. And he took years off of his career probably, you know, by doing that. And he was like, that was the only way he knew how to practice was that hard. And Stafford, maybe that's the only way he knows how to play is to play that hard, play emotionally, you know, grind for those extra. It's not going to end your season. If you lose your quarterback in October, it's going to end your season. So I hope he learned something from that, being more judicious. Um, yeah. This is a raw, raw sport. It's a tough guy, blue collar, you know, all that, you know, macho stuff. Um, you know, never mind your quarterbacks being paid 20 some million a year, you know. Um, so we'll see if he can, if he can fight his instincts and be more careful. I think that's what he is. 
Yeah, his toughness is one of the, the things that endears him to the locker room. So I, I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Um, but you're right. I mean, they need him on the field, uh, you know, because this offense, I mean, if the Lions are going to have success this year, I, I think it's going to be because of that offense. I mean, whoever that running back is, they, they have a little bit of talent in the backfield. Kenny Galladay should be in for another big year. Um, you know, Marvin Jones in a contract year. I think he can have a nice season. TJ Hawkinson year two, step forward. The big question mark being the right side of the line where they have a couple new starters. Uh, that ties into what we were talking about with Matthew Stafford's health. And then just to, to flip this over on the defensive side of the ball real quick, um, you know, that's still where the, the big question marks are. And up front, uh, I, you know, they just there's not a lot of blue chip players on that, that defensive front. Uh, you know, the linebacking core, they're going to have to, and I think they will be able to, to manufacture some pressure with those guys. But to me, I, I look at what the secondary can be. And I think there's some, some nice young talent there in Jeff Okuda, uh, Tracy Walker, you know, Deron Harmon obviously has, has had some success in the past. I think the secondary, um, if they, you know, it's going to take some time to jet spend the last couple of years where it's, it's, it's not competitive at times, or, or it, it really is the Achilles heel that cost this team victories. Yeah, you know, as, as much as we talk about all these exotic things and amoeba defenses and hybrid linebacker, all this stuff, you win the game in the trenches. Nothing has changed about football that way. You cannot win if you have a, if you have a bad offensive line or a bad defensive line. It's, the odds are stacked so greatly upon you, um, and that is such a big question. I mean, last year they thought they were set, you know, with snacks coming back off a good season – and it all fell apart. Um, so they're going to have to, I don't know if, if this staff is smart enough to figure something out or someone's going to step up who we can't really imagine is going to be amazing, but they need to do something, find a way to get some kind of production out of that defensive line because, you know, as we're seeing even now, I mean, I think there's a transition more to running the football now in football that people are in the NFL, they're, they're folks, they see the Packers are becoming more of a run team, you know, run first team. Um, you're going to, you're going to have to be able to say, you can't stop the run. You know, they're just going to run all of you all day. You don't have to do anything else. You don't have to pass. So as good as your secondary is, if you're not passing the ball, you know, you can't put 11 dudes on the line and try to, you know, stop the run. So um, it's going to be their biggest challenge. What do you, is there, is there hope, from in your perspective, from from the defensive line, is there something they can do um, to fortify that? I, I, maybe you know what we see sometimes is uh, the free agent that we didn't expect coming. You know, there's still transition time. It's going to be more difficult during COVID to bring guys in and whatever more movement or free agency. But is that a possibility? Well, to me, I, I don't know that there's anyone out on the street that's going to help them or any move to be made. I, I think you know if there's something that maybe we're undervaluing on the defense, maybe it is that the versatility of the linebacking core and what they can do there to, to really, because the front seven is, you know, it, it all works in unison there. And look, if Jamie Collins is lined up at, you know, the Devon Kennard spot uh, from last season, if he lines up there one snap uh, and then the next snap, he's in the middle of the defense and it's Jared Davis over there, uh, you know, or Jared Davis is blitzing from the other side, you know, Jelani Tavai is coming in off. I, I think there's, there's enough options um, with what they can do in that linebacking unit that maybe they can play tricks on some quarterbacks. You know, maybe they can, maybe they can do some different things that, that we're not giving them enough credit for right now to, to make that front seven um, difficult, not just to, to run on, but, but also to, to protect, uh, you know, against rushing the passer. So, um, and I, I think, you know, they, 
they need to find something like that, you know, in order to, again, to, because I, I think it, it will take a little bit of time. Okuda is going to be a really good player, but you know, you don't, you can't expect him week one to step in and be a pro bowler. So there is going to be that learning curve early in the season. And for that reason, I think it's important that um, the continuity of the guys, the Lions brought in with the, you know, with, with, with Patriots ties, Danny Shelton, Jamie Collins, guys that know this defense. I think it's imperative that they get off to a fast start. And that's something we have not seen in the last two years. Jets game uh, two years ago last year against the Cardinals when it looked like they get up to that fast start and then they crumbled in the fourth quarter. It's imperative for the Lions defense to start off strong this this season uh, if this team is going to have the turnaround that you know a lot of us think is you know um, they're they're capable of at least. I don't know if, if we think they're you know everyone thinks they're going to win ten or twelve games, but I think when I look at this uh, this team and and what there is in the division, I don't I don't think there's a reason why they shouldn't be contending at least for a playoff spot. I think, you know, also, you know, Bob Quinn likes to pull off trades, obviously, with the Patriots. But you're right. I mean, maybe if Shelton or someone like that steps up, you know, they can they can make a difference. But hot, fat, we'll, we'll see quickly how that defensive line is going to, you know, going to be. And I think, you know, obviously there's the whole COVID cloud that's hanging over things now. It's going to be interesting to see when we get out on the field or when we get to watch what's happening on the field. Um, what measures are in place. It's impossible, of course, to, to practice in a social distance fashion, but to see some of the things that they do to, to help make that a little more um, a part of things uh, already. They've done a ton in the buildings. I give the Lions organization credit for, for everything they've, they've, how they've handled the entire offseason. really. I, I think they've done a, an A-plus job with, with just about everything. So um, moving in the right direction, we're at a point right now where we're shooting this here on, a, on Tuesday morning where they haven't had a a positive COVID case in, uh, you know, more than a week. And, and so that's really since they got in the building. So, so that's a good thing, but um, that's the cloud that's going to continue hanging over, you know, the NFL's head and, and the Lions head. Let me, let me ask you, what do you, I mean, it's almost a certainty as you saw with Stafford with the false positive and all that. And if it has been a regular season week, he would have missed a Sunday game. So do the Lions, how do you like their depth? I mean, if they do end up losing, especially a skill player, a Hawkinson or a Galladay or a yeah. whatever for a game, I mean, well, have depth? I think it's inevitable, you know, that it's, it's going to happen across the league. You just don't want widespread outbreaks like we've seen uh, in baseball where it, where it really you know, forces a team to shut down. I mean, again, I think the, the it is in, in uh, you know, what position it impacts, what, what sort of player it impacts. If, if something, if it impacts Stafford and your quarterback, I mean, the chances of you winning uh, those games are, look, it's better with Chase Daniel, but again, as we, we talked about early here, you know, Stafford's a guy that's going to carry this team a long way. So, um, you know, certainly they have more depth at, at some areas than others. I mean, even though the offensive line is a question to me, I think there's some good, depth there with some veterans that have some experience. Kenny Wiggins, Abouche, we mentioned, you know, sort of competing with Jonah Jackson, you know, even Terrell Crosby, who we saw play well in spot duty at times last year. So if you need to get through a week, you know, that's something that you can do with some of those guys uh, up there. But it's just, it's the longer term issues, I guess, where maybe the, the depth could, could be a problem. Where do you like the depth the most on this team? Where is it best? It's uh, a good question. Um, well, look, you know, I think, at the cornerback spot, um, you know, I, I think they uh, – to sign Daryl Roberts from the Jets, I think that's a starter that can fill in, you know, any sort of given week for you. Um, again, on the offensive line, the interior of the offensive line, especially you have some guys that can fill in. Uh, you know, if you need to on the, in the offensive skill spots, you know, we talked about the running back 
you know, situation early. Um, look, you know, you, you got three pretty reliable receivers in Galladay, Marvin Jones, and Danny Amendola, and, and two tight ends that you at least feel comfortable, uh, you know, about throwing out there, Jesse James and, and Hawkinson. So if you know, if you find out on a Tuesday that, you know, you're going to be without somebody for the week, you have enough um, depth on and the offensive skill positions that you can adjust and you can adapt that game plan to attack your opponent in different ways. It's a different thing if, you, if you're traveling on the road and you get to your hotel on a Saturday and you find out that, that you're without one of those guys, you know, then the game plan is in. And, and so I think that's part of what's going to make this season so interesting is that even though I, I think the Lions are, are more equipped to handle some of those issues this year than they have been in years past, um, there's so much uncertainty about what lies ahead that, that we just, you know, I mean – if I was in Vegas, I would be betting the underdogs because you just, you never know what's going to happen in a given week or with the season uh, based on everything that's going on in the world. Do you think this is like a really genius move last year with Stafford in Chicago where uh, Driscoll had to step in at the last moment, like this prepared them before saw all this to, to prepare for a last second. Um, no, 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 no. Look, I mean, they, they should have had the, the backup quarterback position, um, better fortified last year and they didn't and they brought in what 11 different guys 10 different guys in Stafford you know throughout the course of the year that's that's absurd and and that's why you go out and you spend uh, 15 million dollars on, on Chase Daniel to to make sure that he's here for a couple of years so um yes they're better at that spot but they shouldn't have been in the position that they were in last year with it and even having said that uh, and I think everyone would agree you know Chase Daniel he can get you through a week you know maybe he can get you through two but if you leave, if you lose your quarterback for a, a half a season like you did last year, you're still going to be up a creek if if you're the Lions. And and I think that goes for for most teams. I mean, there's 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 so much. Um, this sport is so dependent on quarterback play, and and team success is so dependent on having a good quarterback that um, if the Lions don't, you know, if something were to happen to Stafford this year, uh, either physically or he were to regress. Uh, it, it, they'd be in for a long season. I don't foresee that. I think Stafford, you know, could be having a, uh, you know, I, I think he's at the stage of his career where he's going to be playing um, good football for, for the balance factor. Like he, he's where, you know, a lot of teams would, would want their quarterback to be, but absolutely, especially given the, the, the state of the offensive line on the right side with the questions there and no time for that, you know, that, that line to really gel having not had an off season definitely does concern me a little bit itself. So. All right. Uh, I don't know. I thought maybe I froze there for a sec, but regardless, so let's, let's wrap this up here. Um, we just wanted to, to, to try this. I guess this is the, the, you know, the test run of this. Uh, hopefully this one uh, you know, works out good for everyone with limited uh, technological uh, disruptions. Hopefully we can continue to bring these to you guys from our, home offices around the Metro Detroit area. Uh, but we've got a, another Zoom to get on here with Matthew Stafford here shortly. So uh, let's sign off for now. Um, Carlos, it's uh, it's good seeing your face, uh, kind of, I guess. Uh, but, you know, wish the, uh, the family well. Hopefully everyone continues to stay safe and, uh, you know, uh, enjoy uh, having the girls home from school this fall while you're trying to do it. Me too, I hope you're, you and your family are well. Appreciate it. Um, all right, that'll do it for us. For Carlos Menares, I'm Dave Burkett. Group.com.